Hello and welcome to HipCast, the podcast here to improve hip fracture care. The Australian and New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land we live and work on, and pay our respect to Elders past, present and emerging. So welcome everybody to our Australian New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry mini lecture series. I'm Jackie Close, I'm one of the co-chairs of the registry. And with me today is Dr. Bianca Wong. And Bianca is the lead for orthogeriatrics at Lyle McEwen Hospital down in South Australia. So, so Bianca, welcome um, to our uh, mini series today. Now, for people wondering why we're interviewing Bianca, um, Bianca works at a hospital where when you look at the hip fracture registry report, we see that they consistently have relatively high rates of prescription um, for treatment of osteoporosis um, on discharge following hip fracture. Um, They're sitting currently at about 50% of their patients go home on treatment for osteoporosis. And that compares to some hospitals where it's well below um, 10% and is certainly above the average that we see for the whole country, which sits around 32, 33%. So, so Bianca, my, my question to you is, what, what is it that you do at Lyle McEwen that allows you to be able to initiate higher levels of treatment for osteoporosis following hip fractures than many other hospitals um, in the country? I'm curious to hear what the enablers are and, and maybe what some of the barriers are. So over to you. Thanks, Jackie, for the introduction. So we run a share care model at the La McEwen Hospital. So all the hip fracture patients are admitted under joint bed cards. We have a systematic hip fracture pathway where there are elements and prompts for um, staff who are admitting hip fracture patients to think about osteoporosis. So for instance, we have a hip fracture admission pack um, that prompts to uh, think about osteoporosis prescribing even on the day when patient admitted. And we know often one of the barrier for uh, prescribing and dispensing patients on antiresorptive upon discharge, it's waiting for vitamin D level because it doesn't come quick. So what we've been trying to do over the years, it's uh, providing ongoing education to our staff, highlighting the importance that vitamin D level needs to be done on admission, but not prior to discharge. So then we are able to facilitate um, increased rate of discharging patients on anti-resorptives. Obviously, there are a proportion of patients that we cannot prescribe anti-resorptive because of chronic kidney disease. Um, um, and for some patients, which we are actually actively palliating, so balancing saying the, um, the benefit of uh, dispensing antiresorptive and therefore uh, we will never be able to be prescribing 100% patients on antiresorptive but trying to target the ones that will benefit. Great, thank you. Um, and I guess you, you're, you're good at getting hip fracture patients on treatment for osteoporosis but orthopaedic services um, and orthogeriatric services admit patients beyond hip fracture. What are you doing at Lyle McEwen in terms of those patients? Are they also getting access to treatment? So um, over the years, we are also trying to um, 
provide um, education to our orthopaedic staff in thinking about osteoporosis assessment and management for uh, non-hip fragility fractures. So with our shared care model, we only admit uh, patients under our joint bed card um, that admitted with hip fractures, but we do provide a consultative service for other fragility fractures. But one of the challenging aspects of this is we do rely on orthopedics to refer those patients to us. So um, there's still a gap that we we'll, would we'll like to fill, but um, for a start, um, we find ongoing education to rotating interns, registrar and RMO certainly have helped to improve the uptake rate and also get them to think about osteoporosis. So prior to discharge to improve uh, discharge of dispensing antiresorptive for non-hip fracture patients. Great, thank you. I guess the other, the other important group of individuals who are not necessarily um, under orthogeriatrics but the group of individuals who come to hospital with a fracture who don't necessarily get admitted but the low trauma fractures in people in their 60s and 70s in new south wales we it's compulsory to have fracture liaison services um, so our local health districts are all expected to have um, fracture liaison services is that common in South Australia at this point in time, or do you have systems in place to deal with that group of individuals? Well, looking at locally within our organisation, um, at La McEwen Hospital within the Northern Health Network, we don't have a liaison fracture service. So those patients that you've mentioned may well slip through the gap. Um, it would really be useful to actually have... Um, the liaison service in there so we can encompass and identify all these patients and that's also a gap we would uh, hope to work towards to fill. Um, as far as other organisation within South Australia, it's um, at Flinders, they do have fracture liaison nurse but it depends on um, individual hospital so it's not standard care in South Australia at present. Great, thanks Bianca. I guess in terms of hospitals um, who are struggling at the moment um, to initiate treatment, what would your tips be to them starting out? And, and I guess I'll ask you as well whether, whether the resource pack that you referred to at the beginning, would that be something you would be um, happy to share with other hospitals as well? Oh, definitely. I'll be more than happy to share the admission pack. I've shared it um, with uh, the hospitals within South Australia last year when we did our SA Hip Fest and circulated um, the admission pack, as well as I've also created a discharge template. And within the template, um, we have included false assessment and osteoporosis is part of it. It's just little prompts to remind people to think about osteoporosis treatment and not just thinking providing surgery, it's the only treatment for hip fracture we need to think about false prevention um, and how to prevent um, or reduce risk of uh, fragility fracture. So something really simple uh, for other hospital to do, it's really educating the junior staff and telling them to do vitamin D on admission. And that wouldn't cost too much money or a lot of resources. So. Yeah, great. That's that's really good advice. Uh, we struggle with waiting for vitamin D levels to be back to see whether we can initiate treatment. Uh, so that's something I will certainly take away 
from today is actually getting the vitamin D level done on the day um, of admission. Um, and for those who are interested, I'll take Bianca up on her offer and we'll pop the resource pack that Bianca is referring to up on the ANZHFR website. So Bianca, thank you very much for your um, time today. It's much appreciated. <music>